Let's get into it then. All right. Awesome sauce. I ask that the gods and goddesses of our respective paths bless this circle so that we may be free and protected within this space. And if you have this one word, pagan or paganism. For the pagan community. Exactly. Right. The, the big umbrella. And that was fucking fantastic. Of the podcast ever. We're three pagans. Exactly. We're three pagans. And a cat. And may the works this day of be of the highest good for all present and those listening. So mote it be. The circle is cast. Hail Dictinus. Grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. I liked your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Welcome to Christian Witchcraft, the 162nd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Mahatma Gandhi. Thanks to Velocity Rose for our intro music. You can find more of their work at VelocityRose.com. You may call me Ode. And you can call me Quinn. We are carless <laughs> again today. For migraine reasons this time. For migraine reasons. Because it's a stormy day in Michigan, and unfortunately, that's one of his physical triggers uh-huh. for massive migraine. So it's just us. Just yeah, us again. Christian witches talk. Christian witches talk. But first, we have housekeeping, <laughs> which means because Car has a migraine, I must read all of the patrons. Yes. We have 44 kittens. We love you, kittens. Thank you for your patronage, kittens. Always. And now, the cats. We have 27 cats. We love you, cats. And their names are Annabelle Lee, Firesong, Abby, Dylan Newcomb, Amanda James, Arcane Jill, Anastasia Haley, Chris Mickelson, Hannah F., The Dryad, J.D., Claire K.R. Miller, Cabra, Michael Adonisio, Rhonda Graham, Christine Phillips, Squiggy, Elisa Durka, Megan, Coney Briggs, Cheryl, Shapora, Rebecca Hillman, Laura Loki, Cindy Barrick, Soror Kath, and M. Tyvalsari. A lot of cats. It is a lot of cats. Thank you to our cats. Thank you, cats. 70. We have 70 hunters. Oh, wow. We love you, hunters. We do love you, hunters. And their names are Justin Harrell. Sebastian Young, Mel Renee, Erica McVeigh, Callie, Crimson Russell, Nitza, Dorita Cart, Daughter of Oak, Mach 2556, Alicia Noble, Precious Fire, Heather Lewis, Sophia Duncan, Katie Hare, Rowan Oak the Wiccan Wizard, Jojo, Gabby Gaberson, Samwise the Blonde, Studio Prey, Martha Kirby Capo, Swan Fairywater, Kirsten Hankins, Charlene Hughes, Goddess Incognito, Logan Olufsen, Shivey, Meg P, Hrolfer, Andy Olson, Ken Hub, Cara B, Loriana Lee Knapp, Sprouty, Sloth, Melissa Gerben, Megan Kipper, Corvus Felliday, Kai Oakenshield, Ryan Hopkins, Melkor, Ben Walburn, Roshala and Dasveed, David Dashif and Keys, Emily Hall, Amy Martin, Darian, Sky Poifair, Jim Two Snakes, Scooby, Jax, The Pirate Cove, Juniper Shadowcat, Stephanie Edwards, Pablo B. Fodor, Olwen Crow, Ushi Ursa, Tamsin Davis Langley, Victoria Selmas, Moon Eye, Alyssa Addy, Ray Lathrop, Rana, Dahlia Darge, Zacchaeus, Jace Helmer, Elora Driver, Jessica Jones, Gary Bearstorm, Charles Howison, Stevie Thompson. Well, hail Dictinus. <laughs> that was very well done. Thank you. We have 
three Jaguars. Jaguars. And their names are Laurie Phillips, Kirsten Ray, and Justin Stanage. Mm -hmm. Thank you to our Jaguars. Ten Leopards. And their names are Nolan Hayes, Nicholas, Luna, Kitty Robinson, Kimberly Squeaky Reynolds, Ellen Veals, Eleanor Faithful, Mackenzie Boyer, Chris Colibri, Gemma Atkinson, and Akaneko 13. We love our leopards. Five Panthers, and their names are Midnight Dove, Melissa Negron Schilling, Alex Robinson, Elizabeth Bull, and Quinn Ann ASMR. We love you, Panthers. Yes. And we have five tigers, and their names are Carol Canales, Weavers of the Web ATC, Tree Wizard Creations, Amanda Hicks, and Crystal of Apothecary Tees. Thank you to our tigers. We love our tigers. And we also have the mystery patron, who for some reason still is not attached to a tear, El Ribeiro. Thank you for your patronage at whatever level it is. We thank you. And we thank everybody who, all of our patrons, all of our listeners, and you've been very patient with us in mm -hmm. recent months, and we appreciate that. Hopefully we'll start to get things back into, back into sync and yeah. sorted and settled in the upcoming time. <laughs> Hopefully. The upcoming winter. It may still be a little bit, but we're, we're trying. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do we have any other housekeeping? On the Green Earth Witchcraft page. Mm -hmm. on, on Facebook? On Facebook on Sunday, the 10th of October at 3 p.m. I'm going to just be doing a little ritual just to kind of reconnect with both the people who have been working with me on Green Earth Witchcraft, but also with just the Earth Deity and and because I didn't really do anything for the autumn equinox, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And then I'm also going to be doing just a little, like, one-card reading for, for people from the Oracle. So which, which Oracle? Well, I'm not sure. Because I have you got that You got that new Oracle. I love that new Oracle, Moonology. But uh, I also have the Halloween Oracle. Ooh, that's a struggle. Yeah, it's a hard Maybe one. You just have to follow your vibes on that. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, again, that will be... Sunday, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, mm -hmm. and uh, on the Green Earth Witchcraft Facebook page, but I think it's also simulcasting on the Three Pages of the Cat page. Okay, and that's October 10th? October 10th. Alrighty. So I think that's it for our housekeeping, yes? I do believe that's it for the housekeeping. Right, so we are housekept and, and housekept. So we're going to be talking about Christian witchcraft today. Mm -hmm. It was a requested topic. Mm -hmm. And it's one that Gwen has a lot of experience with. I do, because back before the, the retrograde, mm -hmm. <laughs> probably from about 2004 to 2007, I actually was a Christian witch. That was uh, how I, when I started witchcraft in, in around 2000, 2000 one mm -hmm. probably 2000 was really the beginning i would go through these periods of guilt and mm -hmm. and like do this and doubt and doubt and because you know 30 years of, of indoctrination will do that to you mm -hmm. <laughs> and so i would be i'm a witch i'm not a witch i'm a witch i'm not a witch you know that mm -hmm. kind of thing and uh finally though around 2004 i got this idea i was like well why can't i be a christian witch mm -hmm. why because, can't you do both things right because see i started out my journey as a goddess worshiper right through reading ariane's thread mm -hmm. and then i moved into wicca mm -hmm. and i was doing that for a couple of years and then it just didn't quite seem to fit me right so i you didn't you didn't mesh with the vibe right and so then i transitioned out of wicca to traditional witchcraft and then kind of 
transitioned out of traditional witchcraft into just kind of doing my own thing, like just folk magic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, still practicing witchcraft. And finally, though, in 2004, I thought, well, because I had, again, been going through this up and down. I'm a Christian. I'm not. I'm a Mm -hmm. Christian. I'm not. And I was in a I'm a Christian phase. Feeling the witch vibe. I was always, I never stopped feeling the witch vibe. That whole It was just a question of whether you would like perform the witch vibe you were feeling. Exactly. I never stopped. And through all that up and down, up and down, I never stopped feeling the witch vibe. I never stopped being drawn to the moon or to nature or, you know, because that had been something that was with me since childhood. Yeah. Before you had a word for it. Before I had a word for it. I've always been a witch. I just didn't know it. So finally, one day I was like, well, I wonder if I could do both. And so I got on the computer and, you Googled and I Googled or whatever it was. Was it Ask Jeeves back then? No, no, it was actually Google. It was early, early Google. Google. Early Google. And I Googled Christian witchcraft. And lo and behold, all these sites started populating. I'm like, holy shit. It exists. It exists. There it's are like others. a dedicated doctrine. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, the you would see everywhere, there are more of us than you think. <laughs> You know. Which sounds a little threatening, actually. I know. But ultimately, I, I found some message boards. I found groups. I found I found books. Mm-hmm. There were actually a couple of books Published out there. Books, Published yeah. books. Most of them were, like, self-pubbed. But, right. And there was only a handful, just a small Which point. was actually impressive because it was harder to self-publish. It really was. Days. It really was. I think there was there, there was one that was called How to Be a Christian Witch. I can't even find that one anymore because mm-hmm. it was self-pubbed. I think there was one called Crystal Pagan. Mm-hmm. And then there might have been one other, but that was like it. The resources as far as books pretty limited. were pretty limited, but there was lots and lots of websites. Mm-hmm. And I had found this one. Oh God, it was probably like Angel Fire and GeoCities. Oh, yeah, stuff. it was. Yeah. In fact, the, the website I finally really kind of zeroed in on mm-hmm. was a GeoCities site. Mm-hmm. And it was called ChristianWitch.net. And I was reading through all this and it just like really vibed with me. Everything mm-hmm. that I believed sounded familiar you mm-hmm. know because by that time I was thinking well I want to be a Christian I want to be a witch how do I work and I had been trying to figure this out for myself I had trying to like fuse them fuse together them on your together. own You're like how do I do this that time I was I still had the trinity mm-hmm. as deities I worked with but it was father mother is in the holy spirit right. and, and of son. course son and so and I was kind of letting go of the bible as a literal thing yeah we should maybe mention that you came from a very literalist very. legalistic practice very much this. so yeah the bible was very much you, you it happened you know yeah. it was literal <laughs> but so i found this christianwitch.net and i really jived with everything she was writing the the author of the page and she had these courses that you could take and so i signed up for one and i loved it and then i saw that you could also ask to be one of her students uh-huh. and so i filled out the application and Lo and behold, she accepted me as one of her one of her students for like a like an intro mentorship, right? Like a stage one apprenticeship, right? A stage one apprenticeship, which I went through. It was like an eight months apprenticeship, and then I was signed up to do the full apprenticeship after mm-hmm. that. So it's like um like a probation, yeah, kind of. And so it was everything jived with me, and she was she was more of a Gnostic Christian. Mm-hmm. That was where she was basing, and she'd been one for like twenty years or something. So it might be useful to describe what a Gnostic is well, for people who aren't like deep into Christian theology. It, it's really, honestly, it's hard for me to define. I probably should have looked it up. But um, back in the ancient days of the early church, 
there were actually a lot of sects. People don't know this necessarily, but there were a lot of different letters and books of the Bible that hadn't been collected yet. Just a bunch of gospels and things like that. And Gnostics really believed more in the Christ consciousness and the ethereal, the spiritual. They weren't as devoted to what was going on with the body. It wasn't about the body, the physical. It was all about the spiritual and the mental kind of thing. Of course, they were considered to be heretics. They were were sort of mystics. Yeah, yeah, they were mystics. Like I said, she really was more of a Gnostic. She followed more like the Gnostic Gospels of Mm -hmm. Thomas and Mary Magdalene. And I think there's a Gospel of Peter. There are a bunch of extra Gospels called called the Apocrypha that are not in the canonically accepted Bible, which was established at the Council of Nine. Nicaea? Yeah, yeah, and that was one, that was the first Yeah, council. the first council of Nicaea established what books were in the canonical Bible, and all the rest of them were considered so I, apocryphal. Gnosticism is a collection of religious ideas and systems which originated in the late first century AD among Jewish and early Christian sects. These various groups emphasized personal spiritual knowledge, or gnosis, yeah. above orthodox teachings, traditions, and authority of traditional religious institutions. It's where we get the term unverified personal gnosis. gnosis. Yes. So it is much more of the spirit and connecting directly with spirit mm-hmm. rather than being... Getting personal revelations. Right. Getting personal revelations as opposed... And the validity, considering personal revelations to have validity... Exactly. In addition to like dogmatic teaching. Right. Cause you got to realize that before the council of Nicaea, which actually happened around 300 years after the death of Jesus in 325 CE, you know, there were like at least 50 gospels and okay. there were all these letters and different things. And it was Constantine who called forth the council of Nicaea to gather up all these, dis- you know, these different texts yeah. and things to try to unify the church. Cause they were a bunch of different little, they didn't all believe the same thing. No. Yeah. And Samwise the blonde asks, isn't there one where a cross talks? There is. I believe that's the gospel that's of Thomas. Thomas. That's yeah. Thomas. Yeah, I think the cross not only talks, it actually gets up and walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, many Gnostics mm-hmm. still read these gospels, even though the church, uh, the Council of Nicaea, they officially made a, you know, a doctrine. And these are the Bible, these are the books that are official mm-hmm. and things like that. Gnostics were still using the gospel of Thomas, the apocalypse of Peter and, yep. their, you know, all these different things. Called the apocrypha. Until 382 AD, when they convened another council, they basically abolished all those books, and it was then... Right. They declared those not just non-canonical, but actively heretical. Heretical, and that's, you know, and they started really, really doubling down Mm -hmm. on rooting out uh, anything that was not considered canonical, not considered standard Christian theology and doctrine. Mm -hmm. They had really firmed it up by then. So anyway, yeah, that was my teacher. She was a Gnostic, Mm -hmm. but she considered herself a traditional witch. Mm -hmm. She was teaching people to to be her her apprentices. To merge Christianity. Christianity from a more Gnostic perception of Christianity. Where personal Gnosis is considered valid Mm -hmm. spiritual authority. Exactly. And have a a less dogmatic and a not literal reading of the the text. Mm -hmm. And then meld that with with witchcraft as a practice. Because she did not believe that witchcraft was a religion. Necessarily. Necessarily. It was a practice. Mm -hmm. And so you could be a Christian witch. You could be a Buddhist witch. Right. You know, It was uh, Christian witchcraft under her paradigm was Christianity, religion, witchcraft, practice. Yeah. And so there was no 
conflict between the two. They were just sort of parallel tracks. Exactly. And that is what, you know, that's what I adopted for myself. I was a Christian witch. And you could argue that, like, I'm a heathen witch. Yeah. yeah because I do the kind of witchcraft you taught me. Mm-hmm. Not like specifically heathen witchcraft. Right, exactly. And so because I believed then and I believe now that witchcraft is not, at least for me, a religion. It mm-hmm. is a practice, a path, if you will. A way of a, interacting. A way of interacting, a, a worldview for me as well, and a way of seeing the world, and that it is a spiritual art. Mm-hmm. And that you can put that into whatever religion or spiritual or no religion or no religion like all those atheist witches out there exactly exactly so anyway long story short that was how i became a christian witch was just i i really i couldn't stand this back and forth anymore i really and you were looking for something that sort of tie them together would tie them together and it did for for several years for me Mm -hmm. until i had my retrograde right (laughs) which is a whole other thing until you freaked out until i freaked out (laughs) she warned me she did warn me because I was ghost hunting and she didn't think mm-hmm. I should. <laughs> she thought it would spook you and she, she was thought, right. She thought it would spook me and scare me back to the church and she was right. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you should listen to your listen teachers to sometimes. Listen to your fucking teachers, man. You don't have to do everything they say, but sometimes they're on, they're on to something. They have they have good, good <laughs> ideas there. Because she knew I was, you know, she was trying to help me overcome uh, and all of her students she was That's trying to help us. Fear. yeah the ingrained fear that uh you know that years and years of dogma mm-hmm. and the and doctrine and things like that and it's hard to overcome that it takes time <laughs> but unfortunately she disappeared from from the west well, she's gone from the internet yeah, she, I had... We haven't had, been able to track her down. No, I never did. In fact, there were some who, who thought she might have actually crossed the veil mm-hmm. because she had contacted me. I, I had taken a little bit of a break because mm-hmm. we were moving into deeper forms deeper of territory. Her, deeper territory, and it was a little... I, I was struggling with it a little bit. I needed to have some time to process what I'd already learned mm-hmm. and what we were moving into. And so I had taken a break of a couple of months, and I had reached out to her again. And I said, hey, I would like to continue this. Because we did everything over email mm-hmm. and internet. Um, I'd love to continue this. And she said, oh, she was very excited that I was coming back. Mm-hmm. She was going to email me my, my next lesson in uh, two weeks. Uh, but that she was under the weather. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't feeling well. And then I never, I didn't hear from her in two weeks. And I waited another week and I didn't hear from her. And I sent an email and got one of those automated messages. Like mail or demon, this message did not get to no, actually, location. No, actually it was a, a, a an automated message stating that she was having a medical, like a, a health oh, crisis. Oh, okay. And that was the last I, I heard of her. And that was the last anybody heard from her. Yeah, because you all had a message board, didn't we you? We did. We had a message board. Our students. We all started got like, have you heard from her? No, I haven't heard from her. We all got this message that maybe she'd had some kind of a medical emergency or was very sick or something. And then ultimately, within a few months, her, her pages started coming down. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that because she, she was you know pretty so, active. And then suddenly she yeah. was just gone. Probably her, her hosting stopped getting paid, mm-hmm. would be my guess. Yeah, and uh, she just, she was no longer anywhere, mm-hmm. and she never returned. That's the suspicion amongst That's the students. That's the suspicion amongst the students was that perhaps that she had crossed the And of course, you only knew her by a craft name, so. Exactly, so we couldn't, we couldn't uh, find out for sure. Yeah. But all I know is in the very short time that I learned from her, I, I, I still, you know, utilize, mm-hmm. utilize those 
those lessons yeah, that she Yeah, I taught. think she was really foundational to your she understanding was. of what witchcraft is. It very much so. And she helped me understand working with plant spirits and spirits in general in a, in a whole new way. And she really opened the way for me after my Christian retrograde mm-hmm. to go, I understand now. Do you see what I'm saying? You know, I had that whole Christian retrograde, but where you freaked out, where I freaked out for like probably several years, almost, you know, I, I look at it as it's like eight, eight to nine years yeah. um, there. But even within that, there was always that, uh-huh. that desire that to go back to witchcraft or that doubt when I did return her teaching was there mm-hmm. for me to remember and to go, okay, this all makes sense to me now in a way that it didn't necessarily back then if that makes any sense it was very fulfilling for me at the time i was gonna say talk a little bit about how christianity and witchcraft were merged when you were in that path okay well for me again like i still read the bible Mm -hmm. but i didn't read it literally right which was a big change for you that was a huge change and that took some work man (laughs) um and uh, basically, I started looking at the Old Testament as histories and mythology. Mm-hmm. And I started looking at the New Testament as stories, you know, more mythology mm-hmm. uh, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily think of him as a, I thought, well, he may have been a living person, mm-hmm. but whatever he became built up by all the people that believed in him. Right. Like we talked about mm-hmm. recently, the elevations episode, mm-hmm. he was an elevated ancestor who was elevated to a position of spiritual authority. Ex- exactly. So I start and, and I cherry picked, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. There were some <laughs> things I was like, yeah, no, I, I, I don't care about what Yahweh thinks anymore. <laughs> the things that are like in the old Testament, those are things that were specifically for the Hebrew people. Yeah. That, that was designed to the Jewish people, that was their law, yeah. you know. It's never supposed to apply to everyone. Exactly. Then there are the teachings of Paul, you know, because you shall not suffer the witch to live in, the, mm-hmm. you know, in the Old Testament. But there's also, you know, don't practice sorcery. Mm-hmm. You know, you, the, the witch will never make it into heaven. I think it's, it's my paraphrase mm-hmm. there. But learning to look at that in new ways. Because one of the things Athene did teach is one way to look at, to interpret those writings was mm-hmm. that they were the words used by the people who translated mm-hmm. from the Greek or the Aramaic mm-hmm. used the word witch when it might have been more appropriate to use the word poisoner. Mm-hmm. Um, I just listened the other day to a Christian witch podcast where they were doing a very in-depth look at uh, how those words, people who maybe they did practice sorcery and witchcraft but it was meant to harm Mm -hmm. because when you look in the bible there's lots of things you know they're practicing divination oh yeah they're interpreting dreams Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're having prophecies all practices that you might under normal circumstances ascribe to witchcraft exactly exactly and the real difference is is that the ones that are approved on the approved list are under their god they're attracting the attention of their god right whereas the ones who are doing the the wrong things are going to other gods or quote unquote demons, right, etc. So yeah, basically that's what I did is that I, I learned to look at the Bible as not being literal when I had my retrograde, went right back to that old teaching of reading it literally. But that is that was part of the process of bringing in the message of Jesus is, is really one of love and mm-hmm. kindness and treating other people the way you want to be treated and things of that nature. And I so I really focus more on the Gospels mm-hmm. than on the other books of the Bible. Right. 
that was really what the focus of my witchcraft and my my spiritual path as a, as a Christian was, right. as well as a relationship with the Holy Spirit. I was really, I was much more vibing with the Spirit. What distinguished the Holy Spirit from the Father and the Son to you? Well, one thing I thought was interesting was that one of the names, I could, you know, I heard various translations and, mm-hmm. and interpretations. One of the names for the Holy Spirit is uh, Shekinah, meaning the, you know, the glory of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also this idea that the Spirit is moving through through the world and through the person, right. uh, connecting directly to the person. And there's just... So just, it feels more present? More present, more personal. That's supposed to be the creative force mm-hmm. of the Trinity is the Holy Spirit. Interesting. And and I read somewhere, this is what really blew my mind when I first started looking into Christian witchcraft, is that the Holy Spirit, when they use the pronouns, if you will, to uh, they are translated as he, mm-hmm. but they would be more appropriate to be she. Because they're actually feminine words. Of course, someone would just, just arbitrarily ascribe masculine or feminine to different words, like right. bed, feminine, or whatever. But right, right. <laughs> but there was a whole there was this whole thing, and like this was years ago, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there was this whole thing of like Holy Spirit is she, maybe perhaps, and would question be, mark question mark, and might be better understood as she, just like Sophia is the, the name of wisdom, mm-hmm. and many at that time. I believe it is the, a feminine aspect of God, mm-hmm. the wisdom of God as a feminine aspect. God is non-binary. Yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> it sounds like Christian witchcraft was really validating and empowering for you at the time that you were that you were mm-hmm. practicing that. Mm-hmm. What made it not a good fit for you when you returned to witchcraft? <laughs> it was that fear factor. You know, that's... I had been, in addition to being a witch, I was a medium and I was a ghost hunter. Mm-hmm. And I went on these ghost hunts, right, against right. my mentor's advice. Uh-huh. And there was this recording that was made that just really freaked me out. Mm-hmm. And that I interpreted to be demonic. Because mm-hmm. at the time, I still believed in uh, angelic beings and demonic beings and still had a very much of a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. I didn't really, I, I believed in other deities, but I didn't believe the other, de- by that time, I didn't believe other deities were like demons or anything. But I did believe that there were demonic spirits mm-hmm. active. I had spoken the name of Jesus in this recording and there was this loud, it sounded like a door shutting. Mm-hmm. And so this this weird demonic sound scared me and then hearing this door shut after the name of Jesus I thought oh shit I, I've been wrong all this time it's just you know I had this total plus I, I had lost I had just lost my mentor like just weeks before this happened and I, I felt like I was kind of floundering a little bit I wasn't exactly sure where to go with with my path and because I've had I had been struggling a little bit with what she had been teaching me and I was ready to move on and mm-hmm. move forward. And then suddenly she's gone. So you sort of had a crisis of faith. I did. I did it in, in myself as a witch mm-hmm. um, in what I was doing. And just that whole again, it's 30 years of doctrine, 30 years of literal interpretation telling mm-hmm. me that everything I was doing as a witch was demonic, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that. And I just got scared. But when you left the church again, mm-hmm. several years ago now, right, right, and you became a witch again, mm-hmm. why did you not feel that Christian witchcraft was a viable path for you to pursue again? That time, I think it was just, I was just over Christianity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
it was like, you know, up until that. You had too much church in between. I just had too much church <laughs> in between. I, I was, my son had just come out to me. My father had just passed, who was gay. And I had struggled so hard. I, was, I tried so hard. Again, this is always, it always came back to me trying so hard mm -hmm. to be a good Christian. Mm -hmm. Even though within me, I'm wanting to be a witch. And it just felt hollow eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I really, you know, at the time when I repented, I, I really was like, I gave it all up. I had been fooled. I had, I was, I needed to escape witchcraft and mediumship and all that kind of stuff. Because everybody who's listened to this podcast in the past knows mm -hmm. that I wrote a couple of books. Yep. About, about the occult, about witchcraft from a Christian perspective, not for converting pagans, but for warning Christians who might be tempted. Which didn't <laughs> stop people from using it to harass No, pagans. which will to this, to this day saddens my heart. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could just get those things out of print and burn them off. But at the time, I was very sincere. Mm -hmm. I, I was very sincere. But it was all motivated. When I really look back and think about it, I, it was motivated from fear. Mm -hmm. Fear that I was going to be punished. Fear that my children were going to be punished. Mm -hmm. But by the time we got to, what, it was around 2015, 2016, I had already been, even as I was writing these books, big old questions. Mm -hmm. The only thing that kept me from not going back to witchcraft at that time like around 2012 and 2014 was the fact that I was writing these books. Right. You had these commitments. I had commitments. That is what kept me going and mm -hmm. kept me in the Christian world. Honestly, by the time 2014, 2015, I was so burned out. I was so over Christianity. I wasn't going to church. I wasn't mm -hmm. reading the Bible. I wasn't praying. I wasn't even really being a Christian. You were culturally Christian. I was culturally Christian. I was longing for the spirituality that I, that, that vibed with me. Mm -hmm. And I think it ultimately was a, was a uh, conversation with you yeah, so. where you were like, you're allowed to change your mind. If you want to be a witch again, just do that. Just do that. But I really do think that um, the reason I didn't go back to Christian witchcraft was because I just couldn't bear that religion anymore. That would judge my father, that would judge my son, that would judge me. Because all I've ever known is really evangelical Christianity, mm -hmm. other than that very short time that I was a Christian witch. And I just... Where you had Athene's guidance. Where I had guidance. And I didn't, I just, I couldn't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Didn't want anything to do with, anything to do with the Christian Trinity anymore. Join our Tiger Kelly on a visit to Tree Wizard Creations, where you can find custom engraved creations for all paths. They offer unique gifts and tools for altar, home, practice, and family. In addition to their standard product range, they offer custom commissions. If you can dream it, the wizard will create it. Contact them at treewizardcreations at gmail.com. Follow them on Facebook or find them online at treewizardcreations.com. That's T-R-E-E-W-Y-Z-A-R-D creations.com. Hail Dictus. Thank you. Excellent job. Thank you. Thank you. So anyway, that really long dissertation on my version of my right. journey, your experience, of my experience of Christian, Christian witchcraft and why I chose not to become a Christian witch again mm -hmm. when, when I returned And Part of the reason I bring that up mm -hmm. is because it's relevant to a topic I want to talk about here. Mm -hmm. So there are obviously a lot of people in the pagan community who have been to greater and lesser degrees, traumatized mm -hmm. by the Christian church. L says, 
even as a very jaded ex-Christian, I do want to put out there that Christianity isn't always and doesn't have to be like that. There are ways of doing it that aren't destructive, but because it's forced on so many of us and because so many churches have added their own hateful views to the religion, it's really hard to find and stick to a version of Christianity that's not harmful to the practitioner and those around them. I would agree, and I think it's because... The evangelical church, which tends to be the one that is it's so predominant. predominantly vocal, mm-hmm. so visible, so visible and so vocal, um, you forget that there are other more that there, that there are decent versions, Christians out there. Yeah, the nine versions of, of Protestant and Catholic Christianity. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen it pointed out that the fact that every time someone criticizes the church, there is a not all Christians response. Mm-hmm. has a bit of a not-all-men vibe to it. Right. It's true, but it doesn't change the fact of the systemic oppression, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finn says it. It's okay. You can say it. Southern Baptists. <laughs> particularly. They are particularly uh, yes. <laughs> vocal. Yes, that's true. But so something I want to talk about is that although Christian witchcraft, I believe, is a perfectly valid practice to have, mm-hmm. it can be difficult for Christian witches to find community. Yes. Because they're, in most cases, not welcome in Christian communities. Not if they're out. Not if they're open. Mm-hmm. And it can be difficult for them to find acceptance in pagan communities mm-hmm. because many pagans have been traumatized by the church. And depending on how the particular Christian witch approaches the situation, mm-hmm. right, it can be really difficult for a Christian witch to have even a conversation with a pagan uh-huh. uh, that doesn't turn into uh, yeah. mudslinging. Because, for instance, uh, there's, I I found this both in books Mm -hmm. and on YouTube and in posts. Specifically, you know, I find it's a lot of Wiccan practitioners feel this way, but also just witches in general Mm -hmm. feel that, you know, the Bible says witchcraft is evil, Mm -hmm. that you're not supposed to practice it, uh, condemns witches to death and hell and blah, Mm -hmm. blah. If you are a Christian, your God tells you not to do that. So they feel like it's a, an oxymoron to, to say Christian witch. Now, to my, do something that God forbids. My argument to that is that uh, none of the Christians alive today were at the Council of Nicaea to decide what books got to be in the Bible. So the Bible is not the only one true word of God, I would say, necessarily. You can be a Christian and not be part of any denomination that believes in the canonical Bible. You mm-hmm. can be a Christian just because you believe in and worship Christ Jesus. But I honestly believe a lot of these witches and Wiccans and people mm-hmm. and pagans who are like, no, a, a Christian cannot be a witch mm-hmm. uh, are coming from this. Everything they know about Christianity is from that evangelical yeah. loud. And I think a lot voice. of them who make that specific argument about mm-hmm. thou shalt not suffer a witch to live mm-hmm. have had that said to them. Yeah. And that's why they're throwing it back at Christian witches. Yes. It's a trauma response. Exactly. It's that whole Christians believe witches are evil devil worshipers, Mm -hmm. you know? And so they're like, there's no way you can be a, a, call yourself a witch and call yourself Christian because these are the messages they heard Mm -hmm. from Christians about themselves, about themselves. And so they've become self-protective. Yes. And that's completely understandable. And I have no quarrel with that. But it does make it difficult for Christian riches to find a place in the community. Exactly. Um, and I do believe that they should have some some place in the community, mm-hmm. right? That's why I was going to say there are those. There, mm-hmm. there are just as many voices who say, yes, 
you can be a Christian witch, and it's not just the Christian witches themselves. It. Yeah, it's a lot of the Christian witches are saying it, but but it's it's other pagans and and witches who are saying yes, witches can be Christian because I love this quote. It's from Joseph Campbell. Every religion is true one way or another. Syncretization is right. a thing. Classic, and that is what Christian witchcraft is. It's syncretizing. Christianity. Christianity with witchcraft practices. Which is not new. No, no. Christianity's been syncretized with every religion it's ever come into contact with. Exactly. Voodoo and Santeria are heavily syncretized Mm -hmm. with Christian elements. Exactly. You're going to tell voodoo practitioners and and Santeria practitioners that they're not allowed to be pagans because they have Christian elements in their practice? Mm -hmm. And you've got crystal pagans. It's not even just people who are are bringing a witchcraft practice into Mm -hmm. their religious belief, but it's pagans who are either have Christian leanings or or who work with Jesus as one of many deities. Many deities. Yeah, there's there's a lot of there's a lot syncretization going on in there. They have a more liberal approach to the Bible is Mm -hmm. is what I was saying. You know, they see it as mythology rather than literal translation. Right. They're less dogmatic, less doctrinal. Yep. It's myth and guidance. And then there were others who say, you know, you create your own beliefs, which is what I did when I was a Christian. You create Mm -hmm. your own path. Which is not that dissimilar from what I do as a heathen, right? So what Christian witches are doing, and this I think is why I don't have a problem with this. What Christian witches are doing is almost identical to what I'm doing as a heathen, right? Mm -hmm. They're taking centuries old primary texts, Mm -hmm. scouring through them, finding the pieces that work in the modern day Mm -hmm. and that vibe with their practice, doing those things, Mm -hmm. and then saying to the rest, you're not relevant to me. And that is the exact same damn thing that I do with heathen primary texts, which are also uh, affected by Christianity because they were created very Mm -hmm. late in the timeline, but they're centuries old texts that I scour through to find the bits that are good and useful to me in the modern day mm-hmm. and to learn about how my ancestors practiced. And then the rest of it, I don't use. A lot of Christian witches perhaps see, you know, who have a more liberal view or, or open view of divinity. Mm-hmm. It's not just the specific Trinity, it's source. Right. So here's a, this is another um, element of this conversation that I think is sometimes difficult for people to hear, but that is necessary. It's, it's the difference between acceptance and agreement. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm never going to agree with a Christian witch who believes that there is only one God and that it is their God who is in three parts and that all other entities are some other form of that, that all other gods are some other form of entity, whether they believe it's demonic or just some kind of lesser spirit or whatever. Right. Because not every Christian witch does believe sure. that other deities are demonic. That's true. So, so I'm never going to agree with a Christian witch who has that premise. Same. Because I am a hard polytheist. I believe in the real divinity of many gods. However, I can accept that that's that Christian witch's worldview mm-hmm. the same way that I can accept that there are pantheists out there who believe that my gods are archetypes and not individual entities. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with them, but I can accept that they have a place at the table. Exactly, exactly. And I I also really liked this too. I think it might, I can't remember if I got this from Jason Mankey's blog post because he talked about this a couple of years ago Mm -hmm. because there was, um, there's this really very active Christian witch, Reverend Valerie Love. She's written several books. Like, if you want Christian witchcraft books, she's now providing them. Mm -hmm. She's got a YouTube channel. She had held 
I think in 2018 or 19, the first annual Christian Witches Conference. Probably didn't get to be annual because 2020 came exactly. right after. Exactly. <laughs> I think it was 2019. They got to have one, you know. Oh, well. But um, but anyway, so people, witches who were pagan mm-hmm. uh, or Wiccans or whatever, were really coming down saying, mm-hmm. you know, you can't be a Christian witch, blah, blah, blah. And Jason was like, well, why can't why not? that? You know? And we can have pantheists and panentheists and hard polytheists and soft polytheists and and atheists and agnostic witches. Why not Christian witches? And here's the thing that really kind of boiled it down for me of what I think is maybe the crux of the issue. Mm -hmm. It's how do you define a Christian, Mm -hmm. a member of a religion or someone trying to aspire to be like Christ or like Jesus? And I think that latter definition Mm -hmm. is the only one that matters. Exactly. Exactly. You're not going to find, you're, you're going to struggle to find a Baptist mm-hmm. witch because the Baptists won't accept a witch mm-hmm. in their congregation unless they're stealth mm-hmm. as a witch and publicly a Baptist. Mm-hmm. But you can find a Christian witch who's going to like a UU. They're going to a church for Christian community. Oh, gotcha. But they're not going to that specific denomination because they ascribe to all of its specific dogmatic tenets, likely. Mm -hmm. Because as Christian witches, they're already breaking some of that dogma. Oh, good point. Okay, I see what you're saying. They're attending a random church in a random denomination for Christian community because they can't get that in the pagan community, Mm -hmm. understandably. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make them Baptist Christians. It makes them Christian witches who are attending a Baptist congregation. I get what you're saying. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. The other thing that I think is important that Jason also reminded people of is the fact that there is a long-ass history of Christians using folk magic. Mm-hmm. Who do you think were the victims of the burning times? Yeah, it was Christians Those who were did folk Christians magic. Christians who were doing folk magic. And that is something that I think modern witches... They like to of, sort of gloss over. They like over. to gloss over. They, they like, like to pretend that everyone who died in the witch burnings who was an actual witch was practicing an ancient pagan religion. And that's just they not weren't. true. They, they were, were Christians who were doing folk magic. Who were doing folk magic. That was handed down to them through mm-hmm. family and tradition. And, and some of that might have come from ancient pagan traditions, sure. but we will never, we'll know. never know. And we do know that those people went to church. They went to church and they were they were Christians who practiced magic, who were being accused mm-hmm. of, of witchcraft and who were dying. It's the same thing in Salem Village. Yep. They were Christians who were being accused of witchcraft. And some of them probably were practicing folk magic on the sly because that was just something people still did. It was tradition. Mm -hmm. It's like my Baptist grandpa taught me how to water witch, how to douse, because it was a tradition. It was a farming thing he knew. It was a farming thing he knew. He didn't think of that as witchcraft or divination. It was a tradition to him. And it's the same thing with these people. I think modern witches, because we want to have this ancient... Mm -hmm historical link they forget that christians have been practicing witchcraft but not calling themselves christian witches for a very long time yep it's just really in the modern age here that we're Mm -hmm. in now where christians who are magical people who are drawn to esoteric things the mystics the the christian mystics the mystical things that have been in a very large portion of the church removed Mm -hmm. they're drawn to those things and they're practicing those and the exact same way that the gnostics in the first century ce were derided as heretics by 
the church leaders who cast them out, Christian witches are being called heretics by their churches today. Yeah, yeah. If they're even willing to come out and mm-hmm. say that they're that they're witches. Talk about being in a broom closet. Mm-hmm. They, they have to be silent. If they want to have any connection to any their connection churches. Yeah. Which is why they are flocking to the internet, which is mm-hmm. why I did too. It's, it was the place to find community, mm-hmm. just like many pagans yep. find community because they're living in a in a area that doesn't have very many witches or pagans. Or that or they don't know how to find they them. They don't know how to find them. It's the same situation. These just happen to be Christians who are magical practitioners who are calling themselves witches. And, and who are being doubly fucked over because pagans don't want them in the community either. Mm-hmm. I think that's shitty. Yeah. And we need to revise our views. Now, like I said, if you have a Christian witch who won't shut up about how homosexuality is actually evil. Mm-hmm. And I think that's... Kick him, kick him the fuck out. Yeah. But if you have a Christian witch who is aligns with your views... Mm-hmm. They just happen to worship They just Jesus. happen to worship this deity. Yeah. You can set boundaries of like, hey, please don't talk about this specific mm-hmm. part of your practice with me because it triggers trauma for me. Mm-hmm. But you can't keep them out of the community altogether. Yeah. They do belong here. And I think that is the biggest thing that most, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that most pagans or witches, whoever they happen to be, are concerned about is that these Christian witches mm-hmm. still have Christian dogmatic beliefs. And sometimes they do. And sometimes they do. And they just have to work through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was telling you last night, I was listening mm-hmm. to, because I, I listened to various Christian witch podcasts. The majority of them that I heard aligned with what I believed when I was a Christian witch. Mm-hmm. But there was one that I came across, the one that was very getting down into the interpretation. The nitty gritty. of uh, how they had misinterpreted the Bible when they translated mm-hmm. the words witch and blah, blah, blah. And every now and then he would talk about the false gods and, you know, and things like that and evil spirits. Mm-hmm. And he was definitely getting around to this whole idea of anybody who doesn't believe in God and Jesus the way he does mm-hmm. The way the church proclaims mm-hmm. is definitely doing bad things. Being hoodwinked. It's being hoodwinked. And so that triggered me when I was mm-hmm. listening. I was like, yeah, I don't want to listen to this dude. And, and that's fair. And that's fair. You never, you never have to listen to or yeah. engage with someone's practice, mm-hmm. but you can't tell them that they don't I, belong yeah, here. I can't tell them he can't be a Christian witch or practice magic. Mm-hmm. I just, his views are more, just not aligned with yours. They're not aligned with mine. They're dogmatic Christianity, which really. And that's the twigs me. And that's the acceptance versus agreement situation yeah. again, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to agree with this dude, right? Exactly. But I have to accept that that's his that's belief his structure belief and, and the people that he works with. If he wants access to my community, mm-hmm. he has to do the same thing. Yeah, he has to not agree with my position, mm-hmm. but he has to accept my position. Right. Right? right. That's the that's the the arrangement you make when you come into right. a community. You agree to accept each other's disagreements even when they don't mesh with your personal spiritual worldview, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think, because I know that we have a few. I don't know that we how many we have because they're very silent in mm-hmm. the uh, podcast. And it's probably because, you know, we Car and I tend to be a little Christian sensitive mm-hmm. from time to time because, like I said, that every now and then it, it twigs. It triggers that, your it trauma. It triggers that trauma. I think there are some Christian witches who are a little insensitive to the fact that that is trauma. Yeah, and it is trauma. But I, I do want them to know, you know, I do believe that it is perfectly fine for mm-hmm. a Christian who is a witch to be. But they're going to have to. Thing. But they're going to have to stop not all Christianing everyone. All yes, time. yes. Because in the exact same way, 
that that becomes that that not all men becomes a cue for so you're a shitty man then. Mm-hmm. Saying not all Christians becomes a cue for so you're a shitty Christian then. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to let people vent about the shitty things Christianity has done to them and the mm-hmm. trauma it has caused them. Yeah, and I think that has you know that is the thing that sometimes people they do get sensitive mm-hmm. about it and it's like we're not downing on you you specifically, specifically your specific practice or your practice but the church in general the church has in general. done these things and the church in general has you know two thousand years of, of bad publicity mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and and trauma for people that hard to let go of mm-hmm. so and that uh, frankly shouldn't be let go of. yeah exactly uh, it should be weaponized to tear it down because the church should not have the power and authority the power that it does. Authority that it does. That is dang truth. I do definitely believe that Christian witches have their place within our community, the witchcraft community or the pagan community. There are resources if you are Christian listening to this and you're interested in mm-hmm. witchcraft. There are resources. Because I know we do have some some Christians who listen just out of curiosity yeah. about the subject. Yeah, uh, because you're feeling drawn to magic or mm-hmm. magic or esoteric ideas or divination yeah, or whatever. You don't necessarily have to have leave your spiritual system. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the, I think people think, you know, they have to cast spells or, or, you know, there's a, such a wide range of things that you can do if you're feeling mystical yep. and drawn to mysticism and things. You don't have to specifically practice the craft. You can be into astrology. You can be mm-hmm. into divination. You can, you know, be into all kinds of esoteric it can practice. be as simple as take a really fancy special bath yeah exactly <laughs> and or just it, cleanse yourself of the week's nonsense or just really tune into what the holy spirit or jesus or god mm-hmm. or who, however you connect to your deity mm-hmm. just really tune in through meditation or prayer or whatever it is and be like the gnostics accept the personal revelations yeah. of, your div- of your divinity exactly right exactly it that's what gnostics we're all into it doesn't it doesn't all have to come from the book Right. And so there, there are things that you can, you know, there are books out there. One is, is it The Path of the Christian Witch? Thank you. The, the Path of the Christian Witch is, is an excellent, it's not a how-to. It is a memoir of a Catholic woman mm-hmm. who found her way into, into witchcraft. Into witchcraft. Catholics make great witches, though. Yeah, they do. <laughs> then there's They vibe with all the candidates. Exactly. There is... How to Be a Christian Witch by Valerie Love. She also has other books about the practical side of becoming a Christian witch. And she will, and she says in these books, because mm-hmm. I've, I've read some of them and I've listened to her podcast, she's like, this is how I do it. Mm-hmm. This can give you an idea of how you want to do it. Yeah. It may look different. It may look different. Like she's got one that's a, a Christian witch's manifesto. And she's like, this is mine. Mm-hmm. This is just a guide on how you can create your own. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So there are some resources out there for, for Christian witches. There's YouTube videos. There's there's blogs. You just have to do a little a little search. A little, but it is out, a little digging. And it is out there. And I would honestly, I would recommend that as pagans or Wiccans or whatever, if we want to try to understand mm-hmm. Christian witchcraft, because there was one YouTuber who's just like, I just don't get it. It makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Maybe do a little research of your own. Yeah. Read, read about, their read their intro books. Read their you don't have to read them books. with an intention of becoming one. No. You can just read them for info. 
um, unless you are severely triggered by Christian topics, mm -hmm. find out what it is they're about by listening to their blogs, watching their videos, and reading some of their intro books. Not it, because there's not many. Right, yeah. <laughs> it won't take you long. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing is, you don't have to identify as a Christo-pagan nope. to work with saints or with yeah. Jesus himself. That's the thing. A lot of Christian witches will work with saints. They'll work mm -hmm. with angels. They're, they're very into Sophia, a lot mm -hmm. of them. But I'm saying even like as a... Like I'm just a yeah. regular old like heathen polytheist. If I wanted, if I felt so inclined, I could work with a saint or with Jesus or whoever. You know what? After you know, I, I it's funny because I was a little worried about doing this Christian witch episode because I thought, oh god, I'm going to be triggered. And I was a little bit. <laughs> and I, I, I was, I was, I was prepared for you to be. And yeah. I was prepared to to pull you back to down. Pull me back down. <laughs> but this morning when I was doing meditation, I was reading all my deities. And it actually felt okay for me to say good morning, mm -hmm. Yahweh, Yeshua, and Shekinah. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm going to worship you guys. But just heads up. Heads up. I know we're going to be talking about you I today. I know we're going to be talking about you. And, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling like maybe sometime in the future. Maybe so, not now, but not someday now. I you could have... sort of reestablish a relationship. Yeah, not because, the same kind, right. but... Because the thing I think we have to remember is that, you know, religion mm -hmm. is man-made. not the same thing as spirituality. Exactly. Yeah. Religion is man trying to marshal systematize, systematize spirituality. Mm -hmm. And not, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right. Um, for some people, for it's some very people, valuable. It's very valuable. It's beautiful. And it gives them joy mm -hmm. and helps them become a better person. But sometimes know. it does harm. But sometimes it does harm. Sometimes it does all those things at once. Yeah. I could never call myself a Christian again. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that sometime in the future, I wouldn't be willing to work with or at least acknowledge the deities that of my childhood. Mm -hmm. I just have to get to that point. Yep. Just got to work through, gotta so, work gotta through do that some, trauma. Got to do some shadow work. Got to do some shadow work, which obviously I need to do some more because <laughs> listening, that was the last podcast I listened to and I made uh -huh. it about halfway through and I was like, fuck this. Uh, no, no, I know what I, I recognize that undertone. You can, you can see I can, it coming. I can read between those lines, <laughs> man. No way, no way. <laughs> Our tiger, Jim Two Snakes, has spent much of the past three decades providing spiritual and emotional support for individuals that are looking for accountability, wisdom, and safe, supportive space while they discover how to walk their own path. Jim is now offering his spiritual dad service in a Patreon structure. This informal program includes regular contact with Jim and specific guidelines for what's going on in your life right now, along with a talking stick monthly meeting for some levels and regular phone calls ranging from one to four times a month at other levels. Jim will help you with goal setting, ritual and energetic practice ideas, and teaching, suggestions, support, and accountability in whatever it is you want to accomplish. And because it is your path, he will adapt his suggestions to suit what works best for you. It's called Spiritual Dad, but there is no age limit. We all need spiritual and emotional support. To find out more, visit jimtwosnakes.net or patreon.com slash spiritual dad. Hail Dictinus. Hail Dictinus. Very, very well read. Thank you. And I want to read what Finn says here. Mm -hmm. This is honestly Gwen. When I heard the title, I had the gut check moment. I don't blame you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, in a, in a weird way, this adds closure to the traumas I endured as a Christian witch. And I, I understand that, Finn, because just as I was saying, I could never be a Christian witch again. Mm -hmm. it, it does kind of help to to look back mm -hmm. and understand what what was appealing about it. What was appealing it about was really it for me at the time. And I, I, I was just thinking, I think part of it is, 
at that time, mm -hmm. I was not yet willing to give up the religion of my childhood mm -hmm. and most and what your had, family, my family, and what had been the religion of most of my life that to to date. Yeah, at that time. And I think it's really interesting that when you talk about your time as a Christian, which there's a lot of joy there. There really was. It was it was a really beautiful time. When I think about it now, I, I really enjoyed learning from a theme. Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed being a Christian witch mm -hmm. at that time. It was very fulfilling to me. It was very beautiful. It was what you needed at that time. It was what I needed at that time. It's just, unfortunately, I had and still had enough of those those inner fears. Mm -hmm. That dogmatic. That dogmatic, just hiding. Anxiety. Under, anxiety still hiding under the surface, even mm -hmm. after like three years of being very happy mm -hmm. as a Christian wish, there was still those, you know, those programmed mm -hmm. beliefs that all they needed was the right trigger. Yep. And that's what happened. I got that. I got the right trigger to just, it all burst mm -hmm. out and needed more shadow work, needed more shadow work <laughs> that I had not completed. Which, I maybe, had a chance to complete. which maybe if Athene had not disappeared, you would have had a chance to. I honestly believe that's true because that was a big part of our work together yeah. was shadow work. Working through that trauma. Working through that trauma. And unfortunately, you know, she disappeared at a, at a crucial time for me. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't continue that work on my own. I didn't really know how to do it on my own at that time. Yeah. And it's hard to find teachers in that specific path. And it's it especially hard. was then. It was very hard. Yeah. We're talking back 2007 mm -hmm. when that happened. It was still websites and things and, and forums, but there weren't a lot of teachers. Yeah. There still aren't. There's more now. Mm -hmm. But it's still a fairly small community. But it is a, it is a small community. And a lot and of it's underground. Very underground. And you've still got, you're still hearing the voices at church, mm -hmm. depending on which. Yeah, if you're still you know, attending church, you're a regular to, church. Yeah, You're still hearing all that same teaching, condemning everything that you're doing. Now, a suggestion for any Christian witches who might be listening, who are still attending a Your denominational church. church. Mm -hmm. I understand that sometimes... You just need that community. If you're super attached to that specific community, that's completely understandable. Continue attending and my heart goes out to you. Mm -hmm. But if you just want a sense of community in general, what might be a good alternative for you is a Unitarian Universalist church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So UUs are often sort of Christian vibey, but they're not Christian specific, mm -hmm. but they'll have a lot of familiar practices to you. They'll also have some pagan and witchcraft practices built in and they're very open to witchcraft and, and pagan practice in a lot of UU churches. You might have to shop around a little because each one's a little different. In general, at a UU church, you'll get less of that kind of dogma and hostility. Mm -hmm. That um, just kind of floats at you, mm -hmm. even if it's not being specifically directed at yeah, you. Yeah, but that's just sort of at, at the concept of you. Yeah, at the concept of um, your practice or belief. So you might find if you just want a community uh, you might find that a UU church, Unitarian Universalist church, mm -hmm. might be more suited to your particular spiritual needs. My friend Martha Kirby Capo, who is who writes for the Corner Chrome on Pathos Pagan, her husband is a UU pastor, mm -hmm. and she is a practicing witch. Yep, as the wife of a UU pastor. I have a friend who is an ordained minister, and she is trans and does witchcraft and mm -hmm. used to preach at UU churches. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, Swan was mentioning that a lot of the Christian witches are on YouTube, which is very true. You can find a mm -hmm. lot of YouTubers who are, are Christian witches, but they also are on TikTok. You can find a lot of Christian witches 
on TikTok, and you're starting to see a lot more younger. Yeah. Some of these are just delightful to watch. There was one young lady on YouTube that I just, I absolutely loved. Just had her. a good vibe. Had a great vibe. Very solid witchcraft practice uh, with her, with her Christian vibe that she shares. And it's just like, yeah, this girl I, I could listen to. She, she was very cool. Excellent. Um, Do you remember her name? The Mindful Mage. There we go. Is so the, is the, is find, the find the Mindful Mage on YouTube yeah. for your your Christian witchcraft updates. She's great. I loved her. She was probably my favorite. Excellent. <laughs> Elle says, it's hard to really belong to a community when you have to hide a huge chunk of you are, mm -hmm. of who you are. And Swan responds, because that's not belonging, that's fitting in, and that's not sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think that's true for Christian witches, both trying to fit into their original denominational churches and unfortunately, currently trying to fit into witchcraft communities. And that's mm -hmm. why we as witches need to do better. Right. Yeah, we in the pagan community need to do better to make space for Christian witches, right? Mm -hmm. We don't have to let them dominate the conversation. They're not going to take over. Mm -hmm. We need to stop yeah, being we, so defensive. Right. We, we, we do need to <laughs> still be able to set boundaries and say, absolutely, please with me, don't talk about this part of your practice. But we need to make space for them to to be able to be present, right? Mm -hmm. And to not have to hide the fact that they're Christian witches. Yeah, because it, it's got to be, it's a, it's a rough road to walk mm -hmm. when neither group wants you. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's rough. That's rough. So yeah, I think it's time to make space for these, these people. I think it's past time. Past, space. past time. And Elle says, those of us who were traumatized by Christianity need to do our own work and recognize the difference between joining in the conversation and taking it over. Thank you. Yep. That's, that is, that, that is, is the truth. that is very good. Hopefully this has been a helpful discussion. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm happy to say, like I said, I was a little nervous thinking, you know, if this is going to tweak some mm -hmm. sore spots for me. And it actually, what it has done has reminded me of how much I, I really admired and appreciated Athene's mm -hmm. teaching, how I do miss being able to uh, reach out to her, just that I had lost that at part of my life, but also just remembering that it was a time of joy, mm -hmm. something that really did for me at the time, really did meet a need. And there are even I, as a heathen who gets frustrated seeing Christian influences in the historical record of my practice, mm -hmm. even I can recognize there are some beautiful things in Christianity. Mm -hmm. There are. There's some beautiful teachings. Jesus had some beautiful things that he mm -hmm. tried to get across to people. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're worthy things to think about as, as a pagan, as, uh, as a Hecatean, mm -hmm. as a Green Earth Witch. So you can now look back but at I that can time. Look at it, I can look back and not feel trauma yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a little sometimes, depending on if it gets, mm -hmm. you know, the, the right uh, button gets pushed. But generally speaking... It, it was, it's been a nice reminder that, hey, this was actually not a bad time in my life. Okay. I think that's, that's uh, going to be the episode. Oh yeah, I think so. Okay. Other than to say, you know, check us out at three pagans and a cat. Right. We're at three pagans and a cat.com <laughs> or you can Google the number three pagans and a cat or the number three and the letters P A A C mm -hmm. or just three pagans. And that usually gets you to us. Mm -hmm. um, we're on Patheos Pagan mm -hmm. where Gwen writes a blog. Which might slow down now that you're working. Well, well it had slowed down because of all the, the, uh, all the everything else of everything of the summer. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking to to do some more writing. I just posted a blog the, uh, yesterday, I think it was, mm -hmm. uh, that was a book review. 
mm-hmm. for called it's the Poison Path Herbal by Kobe Michael. Oh, I Kobe's have book. Kobe's book, baby. You can get it on Kindle. He has copies. Kobe's legit. Yeah, Kobe is legit, and uh, you can get copies from him that I believe are are signed. If you want to sign one from his website, the Poisoner's Apothecary. The uh, Kindle version is currently available. The paperback will come out in November. I have a candle from him. It's very nice. Oh yeah, Kobe. Kobe is legit. Kobe understands and has worked mm-hmm. with baneful herbs for many a year, mm-hmm. and this book is packed with wisdom, top knowledge, science, yes. and just top-notch info, I highly recommend The Poison Path Herbal. Excellent. All by right. Kobe Michael. And then we have a Patreon, as you heard at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And Rhiannon's going to try to come up with a joke with a punchline for Three Pagans Walk Into a Bar. Yeah. Uh, as, so, so keep us updated on that, Rhiannon. And as, uh, as far as Three Pagans a Cat goes, as Finn says, Google that shit. Yep. <laughs> we are going to say goodbye. Yeah, we are going to say goodbye. Thank you for sitting in, for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And hey, share your thoughts with us and on Discord and in the group. Yep. The Facebook group. The Facebook group. <laughs>